Hi, I am Sarah Frechette. And I'm Andrea Consalvi. And this is our podcast, Act Locally. We're basically a bunch of professional slacktivists. Who are looking to be activists. <laughs> the slacktivist to activist. It's just going to be kind of hard because I'm like a nuclear level slacktivist. <laughs> slacktivist. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what level it was like. It's like bright red, burning hot, neon red. Is there a neon right. red? That's the kind of level slacktivist I'm at. Oh, I mean, I, if, if there is, we're it. So... Eventually, I'm going to talk over the theme song to introduce today's episode. But for now, can we just appreciate the amazing music by Sam Luce? The deal is that act local is like cuter and shorter, but I'm an English teacher and we can't act local. You have to act locally because it's a freaking adverb. Correct. So I'm having a hard time because I don't know, you know, what the priority is. But I, well, so it, it, it's act local, but there's a Lee in parentheses. Is the priority to act local or is the priority to make sure that English teachers are happy with the title of our podcast. So we are two women. I think that we are above average in our knowledge, but we are finding that that is not enough. Would you agree, Anne? I would absolutely agree. I think what sets people with knowledge and people who actually do something about it apart is like, well, it's Google's your friend. It's very easy to jump on and find out something, but then doing something about it is totally different. So I feel like that's that's the difference is we're pursuing a way to do something about the things that we've Googled about and have learned about. We're putting our knowledge to the test. Anne and I have been talking a lot about, especially during COVID times, about this feeling of powerlessness. You know, now we've got all this time and yet we are feeling powerless because we don't know the effective way forward. This all kind of came to a head recently when we are realizing that the things that we're doing are really, really actually ineffective. We've been talking about social media and the ineffectiveness of that. And Anne has a really good recent story. I um, have been very um, exhausted with social media and I was like very much ready to just jump off and take a break for an indefinite amount of time. And then um, all the protests started happening and, you know, I'm not one to want to stay silent. And so I, um, you know, shared things on my social media. Some might be a little more flippant than others. I found that it, it out that it like offended someone who I care about, deeply care about. And it just kind of threw me. So I actually stopped posting on social media once I found out about that because one, I was very concerned about, I mean, I know we don't, it's, we shouldn't be so concerned about like rocking the boat at this point, but I, it was upsetting to me. And so I stopped posting out of kind of fear of like screwing it up again or or whatever. I don't know. But also because I felt like, why was I posting all of this? Because if it wasn't doing anything but upsetting people, because is that my end game in this, posting these things? Is it to create awareness and take action? Or is it to upset people that don't think the same as me? Or is it to scream in an echo chamber with my fellow people who are like-minded? So at this point, I'm really, really holding my cards close to my chest and um, wanting to step away from trying to be this keyboard activist and actually talk to human people 
and find out things that I can do as a human person that will make some like really active change in the community besides just like retweeting bullshit and did you make up the word keyboard activist or did you read that somewhere because that's it's amazing <laughs> I think it's like so a lot of people say keyboard warrior mm. but I feel like this I feel like at this point it's I so I'm sure there's a person who's a zillion no, I'm gonna give it credit guys me, trademark but... that and consolvi because <laughs> TM I love it because <laughs> but that's it right like we're all a bunch especially since COVID but yeah. you know what oh, I'm, gosh, not even yeah. gonna, I'm not even gonna blame COVID because we've all been these keyboard activists for a yeah. really long time and then when it comes to kind of push comes to shove we're not we're not a thing and and so one of the other things that I've been thinking about and I I have the same kind of experience with Anne about being on social media is that I have found it to be completely unhelpful that it it doesn't change minds and I we know this right the studies have come out all all Facebook is doing is polarizing people because you can click on news stories that then reinforce your own worldview and you understand Mm -hmm. how we've gotten to the point where we don't understand somebody else's worldview because we literally are not encountering it anymore online or we are and then we're just saying you know aren't they just stupid assholes instead of understanding where they're coming from and everything's a soundbite and we know everybody who's listening to this podcast you know and you are listening to it because you two are sick of feeling ineffectual because you I mean are ineffectual you feel ineffectual because you are ineffectual in addition to being professional keyboard activists Andrea and I are professional protesters (laughs) my signs are lackluster but but I damn if I can't you know put on some sketchers your comfy sketchers and uh and and go walk we've been red for red protesting no women's march protesting not only in phoenix but also we have traveled to the great city of los angeles we really wanted to see some celebrity uh protest uh dancing to seal i think at the women's march was one of the highlight of my uh protest that was that was a highlight protest life highlight of my life (laughs) i don't even understand then we we went and we walked in the um ice protest in in phoenix in like 11 billion degrees about a year ago so we are no stranger to like getting getting moving and like feeling like we're really being a part of a a group being part of a group right social media is great for galvanizing a group and like getting people together and that's what great protesting is for but now like (laughs) i feel as ineffective as i ever did and i've been staying home like this whole time you know i'm a little hermit and I'm trying not to get people sick. I'm trying not to get sick. I'm trying not to get my husband sick. I So I haven't been to downtown Phoenix and marching with people, you know, but I've been like, you know, sharing information on the internet and stuff. But like, who the hell is even, how do I know who's reading it? I have the same people liking and commenting on it being like, yeah, and they're sharing it. But who are they sharing it to? And who's actually doing something about it? That is the motivation behind this act local <laughs> podcast. <laughs> is to own up to the fact that yes we are educated women who have the ability to search for unbiased information we know the difference between factual data and op-ed opinion pieces you know we understand how you know propaganda is filled is fed to us and news and things like that so we get that but i think uh the 
the benefit of this podcast for us at least and hopefully for other people would be that we're just like two assholes who are just going to ask a ton of questions to actual human people who are responsible for making these changes or for people who people who can point us in the right direction to make change. The other thing that that I have really been noticing and it was how not locally I am involved. So like I read the New York Times every day. What does the New York Times tell me about what's going on in my own state? Literally nothing except, you know, I check, I check the death count, the, the case count, the death count every day. Right. We're like on the board for that. Yes. So, uh, so that that's what's popping up. But it's like, what what is it telling me about local elections? zip bupkis what is it telling me about local school board decisions nothing what's it telling me about the cleanliness of my water nothing and what are the things that affect me it is it is it's all local decisions really that that affect me yes president trump's insane policies affect me on on a funding level but that is so broad and so removed that it's not my day to day and i am uninformed about what's happening locally and not only that but they have said that one of the repercussions one of the economic repercussions of covid is going to be a disappearing of local news sources because it was already on the decline and then th- we've hit this economic spiral and newsrooms are going to be laying off local local reporting. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a problem. Now we have pretty we have access to it. So the purpose of this podcast I think is twofold. It's number 1 as Anne has just so wonderfully said to get off the keyboard and to to get active and to understand what's happening locally. The point of this podcast isn't that you understand the issues. The point is that you understand how to act in your community. So we'll be focusing on issues, but only as a vehicle to get to how we should appropriately behave, how we should act. I would love, I would love to sit on a board right now of some organization and say, let's do this every day. This is the issue that I'm going to fight for. The the truth of the matter is I'm a single Mm -hmm. mom, you know, teacher. Uh, I've got my kids home with me full time because of of COVID and I'm not leaving the house to, to join thousands of people, even though I'm with you in solidarity, I, I can't right. do that. We know there's a lot of people like us that are like, I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. You know, maybe they live, maybe they're immune compromised. Maybe they live with someone who is elderly or whatever. What it comes down to is there has to be options for people besides just hitting the streets. I'm looking at the people that we sat in in the in the galleries last year for Red for Ed, and we saw some people that were very actively working against us. And we these people had been like lifelong politicians, and we're like, how do they keep <laughs> people just vote for what they're comfortable with? They're like, well, they've been there for forever, so they must be good, right? And I just it just opened my eyes to how I f- I feel like we've gotten very lazy in our voting, and I'm looking at where I the city that I live in and it's very heavy in a, a just a white upper middle class demographic and I'm like well how are we vote are we voting against other people's best interests are we voting for everybody so those are questions that have come up for me that's another reason why I think this is a good idea which I love that you brought that up because when Ann and I were on the phone a little while ago I went and checked my mail which, you know, I do every month or so, and uh, the actual mail. And I saw that my <laughs> ballot was there. My primary ballot was there. And I opened it up, and I was like, wait, what? Who? 
I, what is this? Like, what am I, what am I do? Who are these people? What do they do? And I wanted us to go through the ballot together and check what do we know, not only about the people who are running, but what is the position they're running for? Because I literally don't know. So in order to prepare for this podcast, I was like, I'm going to find that ballot. And you know what, Anne? I have no idea where the ballot is like that's where I'm at <laughs> in my level of civic guys I have a bachelor's degree in political science and I do not know where <laughs> my primary ballot is mine is in my kitchen I think go get your primary ballot I'll wait and then okay. we'll sit here and we'll play who is your daddy and what does he do or who is this candidate and what is it for let's play that game Wouldn't it make sense for teachers and students to have a seat at the table when deciding policies that affect teachers and students? I feel that's pretty common sense. Enter Sarah James and Armando Montero, two candidates running for the Tempe Union School Board in November. Having been involved in my local legislative district for so many years and in education advocacy in general, people know my my ideas and my platforms. And when it comes to a governing board that's in charge of thousands of students, you know, what they experience on a daily basis, I think it's so important to have someone that has experienced the school culture, has experienced firsthand the impact that the governing board has on the student body, and to bring that perspective to a lot of the issues that the governing board discusses. Separately, they're powerhouses in their own right, but as a team, they'd be unstoppable. Um, and it was really exciting to meet Armando because we just found that we had a lot of things in common as far as our platforms are concerned and how well an educator and a recent grad can pair up to bring things to light that the district needs to look at. Join us next week as we interview these candidates more thoroughly. And in the meantime, get excited and spread the word about Sarah James and Armando Montero, TUHSD school board candidates Underground Media proudly endorses. Donate, volunteer, and most importantly, vote. What felt like a super quick pee slash ad break for you was actually about a month. That's how long it took Andrea and I to come back together for me to give her the unwanted surprise of her life. Listen up. Okay. I have something to show you. I have been, I have been, um, I've been preparing myself for this moment because you're going to be so upset with me. What? (laughs) I haven't even hinted that this is happening because I want the, the, the disappointment to radiate through these microphones. I want you to really just unload everything that you've got. Like, don't hold back. No! Oh my, Andrea, can you please describe for our audience who cannot see what I'm holding up, what I'm holding up? What? All right, what I'm looking at. Is it, flip it around, flip it around. Is it unopened? Oh, okay. No, it's opened. Oh wait, that's the actual one. I opened this thing. Just a reminder, everybody, this is a political podcast about activism and local government. And this chick is holding up uh, a ballot. Sarah, um, you know, in the times of COVID, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what date it is. Can you remind me when uh, election day was? I don't know, but it was a long time ago. So what you're saying is it's that that is basically scratch paper at this point. Yeah, I think that I, I mean, I don't want to waste it. So I'll definitely be taking okay. notes, probably on editing this podcast. Like, I think so. It's not it's not like it's going to waste. Um, 
So what happened was it was the day, the day of the election and I really couldn't find it. And I was like, oh my God, Andrea is going to be so pissed off. <laughs> and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Election day came and went. I woke up at midnight going, <gasps> I know where my ballot is. It was, it was in a very logical place. It's where I keep mail. I mean, I, I tucked it away so I would know where it is. Couldn't find it for the life of me. Okay, okay so here, and this is my honest question. So I'm looking at my, my ballot, and it's the primary ballot. So the right. only thing that was actually up for debate was county attorney mm-hmm. and uh, the mayor, the primary mm-hmm. for mayor. Okay. So my question is, and I'm, I'm really an- asking this, not just because I'm a failure, no, but why did fine. it matter that I didn't vote in this primary? Well, I feel like it matters that you didn't vote in this primary because besides not being counted, you missed out on what it's like to research these candidates. So now that, you know, we're, we're a little bit more knowledgeable and we can, we can seek more knowledge when we feel like we need it, I really was doing a deep dive into social media accounts and websites and getting as much info on these people as possible. I mean, I spent a solid two and a half hours, like just like checking off every single person. And then, um, so I basically went to like the general websites and saw the information they gave you. To me, it was garbage. It was just like, hi, politician, politician talking about politics. And it's like, you're not telling me anything that, that means anything to you. So I went to their websites and are they saying anything was the biggest thing. And so I'm like, okay, who's different? And why are they different? Are they different in a way that's important to me? Are they different in a way that they're including everybody and not just a single demographic of people? Um, and then I went to their social media. And I was like, hey, are they just retweeting a bunch of things from other people? Or are they actively commenting? Are they commenting on people's tweets that disagree with them? and like coming up with solutions or saying, contact me. So are they accessible? Are these people that are willing to speak to you? Who endorses them? That flipped my lid. I was like, oh, this person looks great. And then I saw the people endorsing them. I was like, hold up. These are people that have been in politics for a thousand years. They've been, you know, screwing over public education or they, you know what I mean? And it's like, Whoa, there's a lot, there's so many layers to this that if we just go with, ooh, they've got a cool drone shot of downtown Gilbert or whatever, like on their video, that's so artful and cool. I'm going to vote for this guy. It's not enough, guys. Like, I got to tell you, this goes, everything goes very deep and none of that information is on the surface. So, um, so Sarah, it's, it's good that you have your ballot for us to reference and kind of look and see and you can she's kind so of... kind she's so angry she's seething but she'll... Not... it's okay it's okay she's Rip so my good. hair out no i i'm looking at this glass half full like you so we can go ahead and see you know who who did win the primaries now you can kind of go off of that and do some good research so um you know do your legwork like the second you get it do the legwork and then you know sit in that for a bit and then make the best decision you can for for yourself, for your family, and for your community. Remember, we're not we're not living on an island unless you're on an island and listening to this podcast. In which case, like, please contact us because I want to know. And fly us out there, yeah. Right? Especially if it's like really blue water. I don't want an island that's cold. If it's a warm tropical island, and you're listening, know, would... we accept plane tickets in the mail. Okay, 
But Anne, even with all that deep dive, it only Mm. took you two and a half hours. Yeah. And so I think that that is a point that we really need to think about. Oh, it's so much work. It's so much time to do these. Guys, two and a half hours because you're voting these people in for, you know, our senator race is six years. Yes. And it actually was exciting to me because I really felt like I was like the more I went into it, I was like, oh, I can check this out and this out. So I, I did go down a rabbit hole, but I think I I'm less scared to vote again. And I think that maybe to, to Andrea's point about why this one matters and what I missed out on was a chance to practice for Election Day. Yeah. I, I, I missed out on an opportunity to know what's going on. I missed out on an opportunity to have intelligent conversations because I'd done the work with people who are next to me and near me. And if I got excited about somebody, I'm not excited about anybody on this ballot because I don't know who they are. And that's shame on me. So I need to do a better job so that I am more prepared for election day. But guys, I will be prepared for election day. I think what we're seeing right now and really understanding is that there is no election that is too small, too beneath our notice, right? So you've got the school board. And you thought when you were voting for the school board, first, your first thought was, what do they do anyway? (laughs) Your second was like, maybe they set up detention policies. I don't know. But turns out right now, they are responsible for determining the health outcomes of the entire city, which they serve, right? Because they either collectively or because they've chosen the superintendent and the superintendent is deciding, they are deciding whether or not you send your little disease vectors also known as children, back to school in person and then, you know, to spread that infection throughout our local municipalities. So when, you know, there's a vacuum of leadership because the president's kicking it to the governor, governor's kicking it to the city leaders, you find that you have leaders in the weirdest places making decisions that they never thought that they were going to have to make. So it is crucial that we understand at any moment, these people might be the ones to determine if grandma lives or dies. Our episodes are gonna be focusing on school board, not only because we have seen their importance, their crucial leadership in this time, but also because it's close to Andrea and my heart. What's the grammar there? Andrea's and my hearts. I think that's because they're individual. They're separate. Yeah. And Andrea's and my hearts. There we go. I think that that's the important thing is that we realize that you have to start in the thing that motivates you to act. We're starting at the most local level, which is our local school board. But we're also going to be on this political journey of exercising our voting rights and doing the legwork and doing the research and talking to people who can influence things one way or the other and finding our pet causes and figuring out how we can be a better citizen of our community. Slacktivist to activist. Act local. (laughs) Lee. (laughs) This has been a production of Underground Media Group. Produced by me, Sarah Frechette. Thank you to the beautiful Andrea Consalvi, my co-host, as well as Sam Luce for the exceptional music. See you next week.